This episode of Tin with Todd is brought to you commercial free by our sponsors, Ashley Marsh Photography, Southern Junkies, Pelzel Printing, Daniel Walker and Germania Insurance, The Pilot Point Post Signal, The Nutrition Den, and Chandler Cabinets. Hey everybody, this is uh, Chance Kirby and Coach Marsh and we're here with uh, Todd Southard in the superintendent's office with our second installment of Tin with Todd. Um, so first, Mr. Southern, I'm going to catch you with this is, uh, do we get to look to four to two hours of blood pathogens <laughs> while we're sitting here? Okay. So we, uh, for people don't know, we had, uh, Gary Brooks come in, who's a huge, 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 big, uh, YouTube guy in education. And, uh, we, we got him, uh, to come in. It was a prize for our teachers, but the way I set it up was we had to do two hours of bloodborne pathogens training at Midway Baptist Church and everybody in the district absolutely hated my guts and so uh, there was actually a group of teachers at the high school that had already determined they were going to bull rush my office and uh, so anyway I started it off incredibly boring and everybody's ready to kill me and then Gary Brooks walks out and they had a they had a blast so it was it was something good for the teachers. I heard a lot of expletives in your name in the same <laughs> sentence uh, that morning. More so. than usual. Well, yeah, more than usual. It's been a while. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and get started. It was a, not to diminish you, but it was a pleasant surprise to have uh, Mr. Brooks come out there. It's pretty awesome. So uh, let's get just right right to it. Okay. Um, and I've heard a lot of questions and, and a lot of people have asked me, um, as often as whenever we interview you, you start talking about finances, mm -hmm. ADA and funding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's raised some concern that are we okay financially? Yeah, as long, for this year, as long as our enrollment hits, we need to hit 1360 is what we need to hit as far as total enrollment of, this, of the district. And as long as we hit that, yeah, we're okay. The, the concern is for next year. That's the big concern because we've got a little bit of a perfect storm going here. Uh, we've got to make sure we find all our kids. We've still got a few missing, so that's, that's an issue. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we're worried about people being able to pay their taxes. Uh, we had the state legislature meeting in January, and they always do something fun and interesting regarding school finance. And so, well, we're, you know, I don't want to paint a black cloud over the district. And this is certainly not something exclusive to Pilot Point ISD. It's, it's a concern everywhere. Yeah. Um, but what we're trying to do uh, is just be very mindful of the situation that we're in. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, Travis, is, you know, I was walking across to the middle school. And I was kind of looked down at the uh, parking lot, and I thought, man, we really need to stripe this. And I thought, do I really want to waste any money on striping right now until I know exactly what's going on? And so I, I think there's going to be some things that parents are going to see and community members are going to see and go, well, why hadn't they gotten that done? Well, it's because we, we need to be very, be very cognizant of every penny that we spend right now sure. until we know uh, what's going to happen. What does that mean when you say some students are missing? Well, we've got some kids who still haven't enrolled. Uh, and so we need to find out is if they have actually moved, uh, and that's and that is concern that we you know when we uh, got out in March, uh, we knew that a lot of our kids, especially at the high school, uh, were kids who were going to go ahead and going to work to try to support their families uh, because other members of their family may have lost their jobs, and so. We've got some kids right now that we don't have accounted for. Uh, we've been calling, we started probably three weeks ago, and we've whittled that number down quite a bit, but there's still a pretty good little chunk of kids that we need to make sure we know where they are. Have they moved? Uh, are, they, are they not coming back? What is, what is it? Are they just simply not registered because they haven't registered? And so 
we've still got a little bit of more investigating to do. So you just kids. work off last year's enrollment and you just right. have to check right. where these, what's the people's status? What, what are the people's status? And when kids, we start registering, we kind of, hey, check them off, check them off, he's done. You know, uh, and then as it, time gets a little bit closer to the actual start date of school, uh, then we start worrying a little bit and we start going, okay, where, where are they at? Why have they gotten in? And then we start making phone calls and home visits, those sorts of things. And so we're sure. still short. We're not hitting 1360 yet. And so that's why that's, that's part of my concern right now. Now we're talking about kids being at school and things like that. Um, what do you do if a, a kid isn't really comfortable going to school, but they're in a situation where they don't have internet access either. That, that kind of puts them in a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be the answer for that? So what we've kind of tried to do is uh, we've got kids who have hotspots. And again, that hotspot is no good. They don't have internet, but, uh, but we do have some hotspots that we've got kid, for kids. But we've also created two different satellite sites. And what I mean by that is uh, we're going to have a building out in uh, Pioneer Valley at the church that we're going to set up and is and if a kid doesn't you know they don't have internet but they don't feel comfortable coming to school uh they're going to be able to go out to that church and uh now there will be other kids there and it should be a smaller group of kids uh but they can go to that church and work on their work they'll have internet access and we'll actually have somebody there that place manned uh between 8 and 12. we actually had a donor come in who basically said, hey, where where do you need help? What can we help you with? And I said, hey, we, we need some help with, with this area. And so they they <laughs> they opened up their pocketbook and said, here you go. That's awesome. And so and so we've gotten that taken care of. And then we're also trying to work on one with through the city, uh, one here in town as well. Is it staggered? The only reason I ask if they're not comfortable coming to school, how does that site become any different since they physically have to go well I, you know, I guess in stints it doesn't change I mean our thought was okay they're around 20 kids versus 220 kids makes sense and so if, if they're if they're a little bit less worried about being exposed and that sort of thing I think if they're in a smaller group a smaller uh, pod is true. Smaller I pod. Say. I was there you go. Using our wonderful buzzwords that we have now, <laughs> it, it keeps that pod. Keeps it pod together. together. It's a smaller. It's a, you know. Yeah. You know. And you know. You take a kid in high school. They're going to walk by everybody in that high school at some point during you know during passing period. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it just kind of again, it, it's kind of a little bit less exposure. I felt like we needed to figure out a way how to get the kids internet and. For some of our kids, it's not that they can't necessarily afford it. It's just there's no access to it. Yep. And so we saw that kids uh, at the high school last year uh, would have start having problems, and, it, and, it, and, a, and the comment would constantly be, "Well, my internet's sketchy. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't." And so trying to figure out a way to help those kids out, and so we've gone down this route. And and, and nobody may take advantage of it, or we, it may be twenty or thirty kids. We don't know. But at least we have the options out there to help them out. You guys are doing a good job of accounting for it. I received a call from the school asking if uh, we yeah, had we, reliable internet service. That was yeah. the only question. Yeah. And I said and, yes, and I said thank you. I, yeah. I guess y'all are doing a poll. Or we, we are going around and we are we are calling everybody we can, uh, and we've been doing that chance probably since oh gosh, two three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And if we we have somebody that we're not quite sure of, let's say we have a kid who's online, 
we'll call them and double check that. Uh, and for some, you know, and for some people, we have an issue with registration. There was a lot of issues there, so we're going back trying to clean that up. Uh, they've been working. I mean, they have been working. I finished my call out list on Wednesday. Okay. It's, um, I'm on I'm, top I don't of even it. remember who called me, to be honest. It wasn't me. No, it was not <laughs> you. I would have remembered that. Yes. Um, so you might not know the answer to this. Probably don't. <laughs> I'm going to ask anyway. Okay. Um, for the students that choose to be an online student, how long are they going to be an online student? Who knows? I mean, it's as long as this is going on. I mean, this could be a six-week deal. This could be a semester deal. This could be an all-year deal. And I think some people are under the impression that, hey, we're doing this all year. Well, no, not necessarily. If we get through this pandemic and it's done with in January, well, we're going everybody back to school normal. Uh, it just it just depends what's going on. A lot of the educational responsibility for these kids that are at home falls on the on the parents. Mm -hmm. What can parents do to help with with everything that's going on? I think the biggest thing, with in general, I, I think the biggest thing that parents can do with uh, for us is communicate. You know, let's say for example. Uh, they have a kid who has some of the signs of COVID-19, which Lord knows there's 50 of those and can fall under everything under the sun. But if, if a parent does have you know, a kid who's sick or you're not quite sure of, call the school up before the kid comes on campus and say, hey, here's what's going on with my kid. What, do I need to keep them to home or what do you want me to do? Who and do you I want them to call the campus. Call the, call the campus. Okay. Call the nurse, call the principal, and, and just, just make, the, make that contact. And you got to realize too that you know we should have it set up that you know let's say we're just not sure let's say the kid is experiencing some fatigue that could be sinuses that could be the flu that could be a variety of different things keep the kid home a few days let them work online and do it that way and if the the symptoms subside come on back to school it's really an advantage during COVID that you've never had in the past. No. If a kid was sick, right. they can stay home and not really that's, fall that that's far That's right. Behind. And you're not going to fall behind. It's not going to count against you attendance-wise. We get our ADA. So it, it is a fluid situation and it is a fluid design. And so that's the big thing. If, if we can just have parents just communicate with us and talk with us, if, they, if, they're, if they're not just quite sure of what to do, call somebody. And, and we will help them out. Closed mouth doesn't get fed. A closed mouth does not get fed. That is correct. There you go. So volleyball, that's the, mm -hmm. the first season that's going to have competition here in Pilot Point. Um, the big question is if we're not going to put everybody on the home side and we're right. going to open up the visitor, right. when are the bleachers going to be ready for volleyball. So that has been a little bit of an issue in that we have, uh, we did that really late. You know, we didn't approve that. Gosh, it was, was it July 25th? It was, it was later. Uh, and so, uh, so we didn't get on uh, the, uh, we didn't get on their uh, work list until it later. So we will pull them out manually and do that kind of stuff. Although as much of a pain that is, we will still do that. But as far as being fixed, fixed, what they're telling us right now is probably first of September. Now, while we're on the subject of sports, and you know, we talked about volleyball with football, um, a football game just doesn't seem complete without the band. What are we going to do with the band at away games? Yeah, that's a problem right now. Is we are looking at the the problem with the band. Our band is successful and it's so stinking big. It's got so many kids that take up seats, and so it's kind of a catch twenty two right now. 
There are some uh, there are some districts that are, are in some school districts that are just saying vars or visitor bans can't come, yeah. and there's some that are putting them on the track. Uh, I don't know if I have an answer to that right now. I know it's, it is a concern that we have, but it, it would not surprise me if we get in a situation to where they there we're gonna the decisions gonna be made as far as all the districts go that uh, bands don't get to go to games. Well, this may sound like a dumb question is the band and the football team and all the coaches and extra people is that counted towards the capacity that is not quite clear yet on that now i would say band probably would the coaches and stuff i don't know being down on the I, field i would think the the on-field capacity yeah. is reflected in the stadium capacity and i honestly sense. haven't seen anything i haven't seen anything either I but i was just clarifying that that's a good question that. but i haven't clarified i haven't seen anything that really outlines that typical chance being the contrarian <laughs> it's my job <laughs> you're mr pause um that is um, the biggest thing that, that I haven't heard you say yet, but I think it's worth hearing you say it, is, Mr. Southern, is all of this set in stone? No. Okay. Not a bit of Everything it. is subject to change. Everything is subject to change. Okay. And I, I, one of the funniest things that I've done is I've talked to uh, David Belding at Aubrey a lot, you know, and I would ask him a question. And after at the end of every answer, he always goes, Todd, I reserve the right to change my mind. And and that's and that's kind of how this whole situation is. Well, and I think it's extremely important for teachers, students, parents right. to keep that at the forefront of their mind. Yes. Oh, and um, listeners. And our, and our listeners. Yeah. Yes. Um, we did pass 2,000 downloads this week. We did. Has anything changed since the last podcast that stands out in your mind that we want to correct now? No, I don't think so. My, my biggest deal was... Uh, you know, I think the information we got out there was pretty good, um, but I don't think there's been really any major changes that I can think of off the top of my head, Chance, that's okay. happened. Uh, school kicks off Thursday morning, August 13th, um, and it'll be different. It, it'll, it'll be a little different than a normal first day of school, but it's exciting nonetheless because it's the first step back. To, it, it's to a normal. positive direction. Yes. And, and, I, and I think one of the things that, uh, you know, going back to the questions you asked, Travis, I think one of the things that we need to make sure, as far as help from parents, is we have got to make sure that our kids, fourth grade and up, are wearing masks. And we need parents to really burn that into the kids' brains because the reality is that's that's really the key to all this of, of keeping that thing at bay. And it is, is the mask. Well, and... Unfortunately, to admit this on air with a microphone, I'm one of those parents that if my kids run in a 100 degree temperature in the past, I give them Tylenol and send them to school and yeah. pray for dear Lord that they yeah. can hold on all day. Yeah. Now is not the time for that's that. Not the, that's not this situation. No, it's not at all. And so... Uh, uh, Pre-screen them at home. Yeah. If something's not right, communicate it to the school mm -hmm. and, and keep them at home for, right. the, for the greater good. Yes. Um, the needs yes. of the many outweigh the needs right. of the few. I, I'm excited. Um, I, I can't wait to get in a classroom and have kids and desks in front of me and uh, see kids walk in the halls. I, I'm so tired of the longest spring break in history. <laughs> um, and so... Yeah, it hadn't been fun. You know, and that's the thing about all this is, you know, you get into teaching to be around kids. Yeah. And and so it's right now it's like what what fun is this? Yeah. What how is this enjoyable? You know, and so I think having the kids back is you know I've gone up and down the hallways a lot and teachers are ready, they are ready. 
they want if, if they said if I could say hey kids are gonna be here at here in, here in an hour there they would be like get them in let's yeah. go and so no I think we're all ready for it would it be safe to suggest to those listening to arrive Thursday and Friday maybe 15 minutes earlier than they probably normally would bad. to yeah. get used to the adjustment it, of the temperature? It, it probably wouldn't that. be a bad idea, and that's a, that's a good question, Chance, because one of the things that uh, it's going to take a little bit longer to get kids in to the building itself, and and we've never done this before. So there's you can practice and talk about it and plan as much as you want to, but until you actually try to execute it and see how it really works adjustments are going to have to be made. So yeah, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea at all to get to school just a little bit early and just so we can go through our procedures, make sure we're doing what we need to be doing and doing it correctly. Well, and, and we're not going to be proficient at that on the first day. No. We have to learn a, no. a new procedure right. just right. like everybody else right. does. It's, and it's like I talked last time, it, we, we, it's, a, it's a new habit we've got to create. And so it, it's not going to be perfect and pretty the first time. It's probably going to be perfect and pretty the first week, to be honest with you. But uh, you will definitely see people out there, and we're going to be doing it as best we can. Well, very good. Mr. Sutherland, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you uh, letting us come in and, and ask you um, these questions. Um, parents, if there's, if there's anything that the school district can do, please reach out. Uh, let us know. We, we want to help. We're here to help. Um, Big thank you to our sponsors who were able to uh, provide us a, a platform to bring this to you commercial free. Ashley Marsh Photography, Southern Junkies, Pelzel Printing, Dana Walker with Germania Insurance, the Pilot Point Post Signal, the Bearcat Nutrition Den, and our new sponsor, Chandler Cabinets. As always, thank you Bearcat fans, and go, go Bearcats! Bearcats. Oh, oh, oh.